Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey, friends, you made it. Welcome back to the final episode of the 50 Most Relevant for 2022. Yeah, it's the player who I think is the most relevant player this fantasy footy preseason that we must have a conversation about in Supercoach, in Dream Team, in AFL Fantasy. Jackson McRae is who I've got at number one. For some, you're going, this is why, the what, the how. We will get to all of that in a moment. But joining me on this episode to talk about him, I've got Rids. Hello, mate. How are you? It's party time, mate. This is it. This is the last one. Yeah, we have done our way through the 50 most relevant for another preseason. I couldn't have uh, done it without you, uh, fellow members of the panel, and ultimately for you for listening. We're, we're so grateful for you to being a part of the 2022 fantasy footy preseason. Let's talk about Jackson McRae and why he's in where he is on the 50 most relevant. 27 years of age, this midfielder. Last year, some really nice fantasy footy scores across the format. 159 against the GWS Giants was his seasonal high in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, while it was a 162 against the Brisbane Lions in Supercoach. You got to really add on another 30 points, though, across the formats, though, to be able to get near his career high scores. They were back in 2018, a 190 against the Richmond Football Club in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. Well, it's a 189 against the Gold Coast Suns in that same season of 2018. Last year, an average of 115.9 in AFL Fantasy. And in that format, he's going to sit back just over 972 thousand dollars in fact that's exactly what he costs just a touch under 990k in dt while in super coach 128.5 in super coach incredible numbers and rids for the better part of three or four years there's been one guy that has reigned supreme as one of the most consistent reliable and durable premiums year in year out the bulletproof one, I'm calling him, Jackson McRae. Well, he's just, I don't know. I just feel like he's just a staple of our teams, isn't he, really? Like, he is an absolute gem of a fantasy player. Like, there's no surprise he's number one. Like, well, and that's, there shouldn't be, but but to some, there probably is, and we will get to that in a moment, because what makes McRae so good, and we'll talk about his numbers in a second, Rids is you just can't keep him out of the game. He just finds a way to score no matter what's happening in the contest. I look at it like this, okay? So it's the most 50, it's the most relevant, okay, across all the formats. Yeah. So this guy is right in the discussion for a number one pick in a draft league. Without doubt. Whether it's keeper, whether it's single Cs. Yep. This guy is a super coach. Freak, and a we'll beast. look at the numbers a bit later. But 21 out of 22 games he played last week, and 21 of them were hundreds. You know? <laughs> but Amazing. This guy, dream team wise, AFL fantasy wise, just a beast again. He just doesn't go 115 average. He's not even a million. He's not even the most expensive player in dream team and AFL fantasy. No, like, no, I mean, like, if people are really questioning how this guy is 
the number one, they just need to give themselves uppercuts. Like he's an <laughs> absolute standout. He he is a supreme footballer. Um, just looking across before we get to the numbers, he is ranked inside the top ten in the league for goal assists, handballs, disposals, effective disposals, um, and inside the top 20 for score involvement, stoppage clearances, centre clearances, clearances in general, contested possessions, uncontested possessions, um, inside 50s. You hear that stats, let me put it to you this way if you're not inclined to understand the statistical um, relevance of those numbers. He wins the ball on the inside. He wins the ball on the outside. He's damaging when he gets the ball. He'll do damaging moments when he's given space He's damaging with the ball when he has no space. When he touches the big one, MJ, he's never going to get tagged. Why would you tag him? You've got a guy called Marcus Bontempelli sitting in that team. And then you've got another guy called Libertore who has actually been tagged out of games. This guy's never getting a tag. He just slides under the radar. I'll just get my 30 touches again this week. Again. And as you say, inside, outside, on a wing, in the centre bounce, like it just doesn't matter. But this is the most important thing. Out of all of the mids in the Western Bulldogs, Mm. this guy is the most pure mid out of all of them. So he's not playing any other position. He's just going to play across that midfield line, really. Well, that's right. We we can build this narrative in case for a Bontempelli, for a Bailey Smith... Um, Trelaw, who picked up mid forward status, a Josh Dunkley who can do that. He of all of them is the most bulletproof one. That's the term again for all those bulldog midfields. Let's talk about what he did just last year in isolation. That 115.9 average in AFL fantasy and dream team, 18 tons, six over 120, five of them over 130, and just the one score under 90. Yeah, that's not a typo, friend. Just one score under 90 all year and it was an 81 so it's not exactly a disaster pre-buy he was going at 122.5 post-buy he did slow a little bit but still went at a more than helpful 108 when he did turn up some might go who doesn't have a ceiling well before i laugh and fall off my chair let me put this to you his average score when he hits 100 is 121 Tell me that's not a ceiling. My goodness gracious, man. In those formats of DT and AF, ranked fourth for total points and fourth for overall points. Let's get to Supercoach. An average of 128.5. Riz has already mentioned it. 21 of his 22 games last year. Triple figures. What's his lowest score? 97. That's, 97 that's, MJ. That's the worst he did all year. It is one of the most bulletproof VCC options all year. Of those 21 tons, 12 over 130. When at 128 pre buy, 129 post buy. And because he's only got one game he didn't turn up, it's probably not worth mentioning his average when he hits the ton because it's almost identical, but it's a 130. He just gets it done every single year. And I'll let you have a turn, Rids, in a moment. But here's what I've done. In the past three years, the past 61 games of football, we'll do four years in a second stats, but in the past three seasons, he's played every game. His average in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, 114.8. 
and hitting a ton at 78% of times. While in Supercoach, an average of 124 over the past 61 games and converting that into a ton every in 85% of matches. Just lock him up and throw away the key. Whether you start him or not, maybe we'll get to that conversation in a moment, Rids. But if you don't have McCrane, you finish squad. You're going to feel like you're missing out almost every week. So week to week, you don't care where his game is, okay? We've got a rolling <laughs> lockout against all the formats right now. Pretty much, you can either VC him yep. or you can captain him if your VC doesn't work out, if there's someone in before, like a steel or whoever, okay? Yeah. So you're pretty much guaranteed, especially in Supercoach, you're looking at 110 to 120, like, without even dropping a sweat, you know? Without even trying, exactly. So you can take some real extreme risks if you've got McCray in your team. And again, you can always work through it. You can go... What are the matchups this week? Okay, McCray might have, um, you might have had the VC on McCray. He might have got 110. You don't like the matchups. Lock him in. Like, yep. this is how sh- you can just lock away 110 as your worst score across all the formats. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And, and, and in a moment, Reeds, I, I, I know it's a hard case to make, but I'm very keen on you for those that are considering going against McRae, either because they like other options more or they're, they're chasing value, whatever it is. I'd love for you in a minute to, to tell me some justifiable reasons and logical reasons for why not to go in a second. But here's what I will say about an extra element. If you ever needed an extra element to go with him, because you're right, consistency of scoring. In the past four seasons, he's the only player across formats to be in the top 10 for total points. And in one of those seasons, he missed three games, might I point out. So that's just incredible that he was able to do that. But here's an extra sweetener for you. Over the first five or six games of the year, these are the days of the week that he and his Bulldogs play. Remember, rolling lockouts, like Rids has pointed out. So we're looking for early round VC options let alone a safe C at the back end. Wednesday night, kicks off the season against the Demons. Round two, Thursday night against the Blues. Round three, Thursday night against the Swans. Round four, a Saturday night clash against the Tigers. Round five, an early afternoon clash on Good Friday against the Roos. And then round six, a Saturday afternoon game. First game of the Saturday afternoon against the Crows. So right there, You've got a VC that you probably won't need to readjust over the first six weeks. Okay, so let's look at the starting. Now, for me, he's going to end in every single serious team by the end of the year. I think that's going to be in that team. It now comes down to have we got enough spots? And I look at that midfield across the formats and I do, like, I mean, it's a tough, tough ask because you do need to have captaincy options. Mm. But you do also want to capitalize on some of the value and some Correct. of the value the in yeah, some of the value in the midfield, especially, is just ridiculous this year. Like yeah. we're talking about superstar gun kids like Matt Rao being absolute bargains. You know, Matt yeah. Crouch is pretty much a proven hundred plus player. Yeah, across you the know, 
two, three hundred thousand dollars cheaper. Lockie Neal across the formats is a lot cheaper. Now, I'm going to throw out a little bit of an early, early strategy. Okay. And this is something I've been exploring. Okay. There's a young kid called Nick Dacos this year. Mm, kid can play. He's, yeah, he can play a little bit. But what I have noticed is he's got the last buy round. He does. Now, McRae actually has round 13 buy. Mm. So that means there is potential here if you're going to be, if you want to capitalize on all the value around the place, there is, I don't think it's absolutely imperative to start him. Mm. If, but you've got to have a plan to get him in. Now, Correct. Nick Dacos could be at top, you know, right up the peak of his dollar earning capacity by his buy round. Sure. I don't, I just think, well, if you can cash another rookie in and get a Dacos to McRae after McRae comes off his buy, that could be something worth exploring. But I'm really reaching. Okay. No, I, but I think that what you're trying to highlight is the, if you don't start with McRae, that it's okay. It's for anybody that you go, I'm not starting X person. Okay. What's the process to get them or what's the reason not for it? Because I agree with you. I think it, you will sleep better at night as a fantasy coach. And we play this game for enjoyment. If you listen to the coaches panel, you're probably more on the more serious, hardcore strategic style of player anyway. But we, at the very grassroots of it, enjoyment is one of the things that we, is why we play this game. Uh, and so you will enjoy your fantasy footy experience more with Jackson McRae on your side. Because oh, you even on those will. games that he feels like he's not in the contest, he's a 50 or 60 point quarter player in any quarter, in any weather, in any opposition and in any circumstance. And so even if you're at three-quarter time and you've got a 50 and he's your captain, you've still got some confidence to go, he'll get through this because he's so good. So I think that's right, Reds, is if you don't start him, build the plan to get him. But my thing with would be is you if you're not going to start him, the player you start with, you know, except with, um, sorry, by no. not starting him, if you go someone like, make sure it's someone that you absolutely love, okay? Yes. Or someone that you actually like watching. So let's just say for all the Bomber fans out there, they absolutely love the Darius Darcy Parish, how yep. he went last year. Sure. So if you're not going to start a McRae, why not? Just explore another player and see whether you can catch one of those guys that has that super breakout Uber premium you know, start the ability to be a captaincy option. Yep. Yeah. Because really like, I mean, if you're looking at Jackson McRae um, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but this is how hard it is. You're pretty much the worst case scenarios is 115 a game average, you know, um, in dream team and AFL fantasy. And you're Mm. looking at about 125 to 130 in super coach. I know it's So just as long as you go someone who's within 15 to 20 point range of that. And you can capitalize by saving a few bucks and uploading into another, like upgrade into to our buffers in the forward line. If you like to watch butters or, a, sure. you know, turning a Matt Crouch into a Darcy Parish type, you know, and you really yeah. enjoy watching that, then see whether you can maximize and make up those 15 points elsewhere, but have a plan to bring in McRae at his buy. Yes. And this year, more than anything, especially in Super Coach and Dream Team, they've got that five trade boosts. 
That's right. Now, we're going to have to pretty much keep one of those up our sleeves or two of those up our sleeves for COVID times. Yes. We're in a weird now. world at the moment. But we should be using one or two of these to be very, very strategic. Yeah, to get so aggressive. we should be yeah. looking at that. Yeah. 100%. I especially across the buys. I think so. That We know that the multi-buy rounds, um, if you've played this game seriously for a number of years, that is one of the big moving pieces of the puzzle, that three to four week period um, coming into and out of the buys. It's where teams that have planned well, got a little bit of luck, got the right structure, got a good balance, got a strategy, generally emerge out of there in a really nice place. So I, I agree. I think McRae in my eyes, clearly is the most relevant player. Um, I've explained why I think that's the case, because for this reason, he's bulletproof. Nothing more, nothing less. I, I could okay. tr try to create a hole in others, but he's the only premium I can't create a valid hole in. I need to go back now. Now, I've explored all those opportunities. I've explored mm. the possibilities. I've looked for certain scenarios and everything else. Yep. Jackson McRae sitting in my starting squad. It's, it really is this simple. I don't want to go against Jackson McRae if he goes on one of those monster runs. Nope. And I don't want to feel like I've got to chase 110, 120, 130 captaincy option each week. Because if he doesn't do that, guy. I just want to... Exactly right. He is the safest VCC option in the game. Exactly right. I'm, I'm starting him in every format. Could I be aggressive and go against him? Sure, but why? What, what am I trying to get out of him? Um, for me, I'm building guys around high durability, high scoring ceiling, high scoring floor. He is the personification of the most um, reliable premium we know. Um, he's got zero question marks about role, zero question marks about durability, zero question marks about ceiling. To me, He's bulletproof. He's why he's number one in the 50 most relevant. Rids, you mentioned it's, it in drafts throughout this episode. He's a genuine number one overall pick in any draft, whether it be seasonal or keeper leagues. Pretty much, if you don't have a pick inside the first one, two, three, maybe four picks at the very latest, you're just not going to get McRae this year, are you? No, no, you don't. Plan, you're just planning to have someone else. You've got to come up with a strategy, though. If you don't have one of those first picks where you can explore the Grundies and the McCrays and everything else, then you just got to make it up, you know? You've got to go, you know what? I'm falling behind a little bit from that first pick, but I'm going to capitalise on my second pick on the way back. Yes, and that's ultimately bleeds into that um, strategy component there. Hey, Rids, mate, um, for you, an absolute uh, brilliant bit of work from you throughout this preseason on the 50. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, no worries, mate. Is the um, Maynard Cup starting soon? The Maynard Cup is back on. because It is Scott back Pen on. I saw it tweet. Pendlebury said he's going to get some midfield minutes. So the hype train is back, Rids. We're going all in <laughs> on the Maynard Cup. That's the good news for us now, friends, is the um, unofficial practice games are starting to emerge next week. The intra-club matches are happening um, and the internal trials are happening throughout this weekend and over the past couple of days. But now, well and truly, the attention here at the coaches panel and for you starts to move out of the player-by-player -player analysis and much more into the team strategy and the builds. 
But before we get there, there are two things that need to happen. One, we need to thank every single person that's been a guest um, contributor on the 50 Most Relevant in 2022. Stevie Fizz of the Draft Doctors, The Phantom, has been involved. Thank you to him. Chizo of Dr. Supercoach, just a couple of the guys that have guests in, and then regular coaches. And oh, I should have mentioned McGrath in there. So thank you to him. He jumped in early on an episode for us uh, around Jared Witz off the top of my head. But special thanks to Kane, to Louis, to yourself, Rids, Jordox, Jimmy, um, who have all been involved in these episodes of the 50 Most Relevant. Couldn't do it without you lads helping us through. And before we get to the first panel podcast of the year, like multiple members of the panel on, there's one more podcast and one more article we got to do, Ritz. And that is the unlucky few that missed the 50. Some might the think Dylan there was Grimes 10. The, the Dylan, Dylan Grimes list. The Dylan Grimes list, the unlucky to miss players. So maybe you've gone through this 50 now and went, MJ, you missed him. You missed this bloke. Don't forget that. I'll capture all of those players and I'll tell you who are maybe 10 to a dozen players that could have, but didn't quite make the 50 most relevant. Who are they? Be checking back at coachespanel.tv over the next day or two. I will drop that article. And if you're listening to this podcast episode, just the way you have the other 50 most relevant so far, make sure you've followed and you've subscribed because that podcast, as well as all the others through the preseason, are coming very, very soon. <laughs>